And welcome back to another Vince August podcast. This one, episode 13. Um, Up until this episode, I think I've done a pretty good job of hitting topics that I have some form of knowledge about, a background in, a level of expertise. Um, I have a perspective that's tied to the subject matter or unique in some way whether it be entertainment, law, news, politics, whatever it is. I want to try to tackle something that is completely foreign to me, something that is so far out of my realm of knowledge and expertise, um, just to throw something out there and and hopefully get feedback, because I'm really interested in, in, in knowing if people think I'm a complete nut when it comes to this stuff, or... If you agree with me or have another opinion, I don't know. And you guys have been great about sharing opinions. On Friday, December 5th, um, there was this really incredible NASA launch of this Orion rocket. And if you haven't had an opportunity to see it, you should really turn it on um, on a, a large screen TV, shut off all the lights in your room, if you go to the NASA uh, YouTube page, actually, NASA actually has a YouTube page, you can watch the launch. The, they have a camera on the Orion rocket, so you could, you actually feel as if you were on this rocket ship at different points, and there's um, the different rocket boosters fall off. It's, it's really amazing. Um, if you go to YouTube and do Orion, O-R-I-O-N, soars on first flight test, it's on NASA youtube page amazingly enough with all of the videos out there that are getting millions of views this only has two million views that that blows my mind because i think this is one of the coolest things you will ever see um the whole point of this rocket launch and this orion test rocket this is um in another step towards trying to get to mars uh, we have an obsession in with NASA, this country, maybe science in general, to get to Mars. We've been to the moon. We got there. There's not a whole lot there that, that we can make use of. Been there, done that. Let's move on somewhere else. That somewhere else is Mars. Mars to us is what America was to Christopher Columbus 600 years ago. And to keep that in perspective... Think about it. 600 years ago, man set out on a sailing vessel into the vast unknown, landed on another continent, and eventually colonized it. That today seems like amateur hour. That seems so insignificant, inconsequential. But 600 years ago... That was just craziness to set out into an ocean, not knowing where you're going, thinking the the planet is flat, all the different theories, and finding new land. Here, 600 years later, our next frontier is the next closest planet. I think that's an unbelievable advancement for 600 years. A lot of the advancement has happened in the last 
100 years specifically, once we started flying. Um, first flight, the Wright brothers change everything. Um, and the technology that we've seen in the last 100 years just is we're, we're, we're exponentially growing technologically in the world in, in an unbelievable rate. And, you know, talk to somebody like me that grew up in the 80s and just the thought of a cell phone was foreign. Now we have personal computers we carry. When you think about that growth in just the last 20 years, I mean, that shows you how fast we're evolving. We, we've hit a new, a new gear in terms of evolution. With regards to space exploration, um, I have, I'm kind of conflicted about it. My, my first conflict is I prefer we worry about the planet that we are on that we are slowly but surely systematically destroying. Um, I would like to see us spend our attention here. Now, that's not to say, I'm not trying to say we've stopped doing that because I'm sure science is still trying to get to the bottom of the ocean. Um, there is a certain depth we can't pass because of water pressure and other things, and I'm sure that there are people spending millions of dollars trying to figure things out here. The space program is an amazing program in terms of what it's done for satellites, for weather forecasting, um, for communication purposes. Absolutely incredible. The space program sending out all of these different voyagers. Um, I think one was called Viking that was sent out there to take pictures of different planets. It's amazing to get that information back. The idea of going to Mars and colonizing Mars. Listen, it it's, seems to be an, inevi an inevitable target. It seems to be an inevitable goal for humankind to eventually do that. Um, I, I th just think it's a little crazy. Um, I would rather, and this is a selfish approach, I would rather see our efforts going towards making this planet a more habitable, friendly environment. I would like to see us take care better of what we have than go somewhere else and start screwing with that. Um, I just, you know, I, I look at us as a species, and we have so many unanswered questions here, um, so many things that need repairing, explaining, 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 wow, um, that to me to go somewhere else, I don't know, it, it just seems a little cavalier, um, a little arrogant maybe in our evolution and trying to find answers. Um, then again, I could be wrong. Uh, you know what? I don't know science. Again, I'm coming from a different background. Maybe the answers that we need here lie somewhere else. Maybe they're on Mars, and I'm completely off base on this one. Um, I just have a fear that we, we are looking to colonize somewhere else, you know, go and, and just, you know, create life forms on another planet and experiment somewhere else. I don't think I will see this happen in my lifetime. This is probably a couple lifetimes down the road. I'm not talking about landing on Mars. I think we will land on Mars in my lifetime if I live another 20, 30 years. I, I definitely see it possible. 
But in terms of colonizing and things like that, I think we're much further down the road. And again, if you say, oh, my God, what we really think we're going to be going back and forth to Mars. Hey, there was a time we never thought we'd be able to go back and forth Europe to North America, back and forth to Australia, other than ship sailing, which would take weeks and months. Now we do it in a matter of a couple hours. So, yes, I, th- I think eventually we're going to hit that evolution process. Um, with regards to our planet, saving our planet, and what we do to our planet, I come from the same school of thought as George Carlin. I really believe we are fleas on the dog. I think the planet is the dog, we are fleas. When the dog wants to shake, when the dog wants to scratch and get rid of the fleas or bite us off, the dog will eventually get rid of the fleas. I think we are an unbelievable, fragile life form on this planet, and I'm talking about humans. We are so incredibly fragile. When you think about how we are easily exterminated, whether it be by hurricane, typhoon, tornadoes, floods, volcano eruptions. I mean, I'm not even talking about us killing one another. I'm talking about the planet ridding itself of humans through natural disasters. We are an unbelievable fragile life form. Um, If the polar caps melt, we, we... we're gone. We're dead. Um, there's there's so many things that can happen to wipe us out. So I, I think we're an incredibly fragile form of life. And at the same time, you know, we, we tend to try to play God and control and manipulate life. It's, it's really kind of funny how between, you know, gene cloning and, you know, cloning animals and and you know, growth hormones and, you know, just reproduction other than sexual reproduction, you know, doing it in in vitro and the fertilization and, um, you know, test tube babies and things like that. We really look to kind of try to control things. It's our nature to try to control things. And it's our nature to try to also dominate things, which is why we have our problems, obviously, in this planet, but that's a whole other conversation. In terms of intelligent forms of life, I don't find humans to be an intelligent form of life. I think we are a highly advanced life form for our planet and our environment in comparison to the rest of the life forms on this planet. And basically what I'm saying is we're the top of the food chain. We have the ability to pretty much exterminate any other living being, including ourselves, on this planet. So we're, we're just the top of the food chain. However, to call us intelligent as a form of life, I, I don't see that applying in any way, shape, or form. And... The reason for my answer is if we were an intelligent form of life, we would be preserving life as opposed to doing everything that exterminates life. And I don't just mean us killing each other with bullets and bombs and things like that. I mean with the way we treat our environment. You would think if we were a truly intelligent form of life, we would figure out a means in which 
to use energy and our technology so as to not deplete the environment. We don't do that. You would think that we would be able to use or make use of our resources, such as food, in a way to not deplete them. And if you look, even the oceans are being depleted of fish. That, that's how bad things are getting here on our planet, where we're farming things. Um, I, I think the, ex- the human element of us exterminating one another is completely inevitable. I think it's a necessary end to this story, um, much like the dinosaurs and every other life form that goes extinct on a daily basis. From what I understand, you know, there there's every day a different life form, if not tens, thousands, hundreds of thousands of life forms going extinct, including plants. It's, it's just part of evolution. We're eventually going to wipe each other out. So, you know, when the whole argument comes in terms of saving the planet, I think it's it's a little bit misguided. I think it's it's really that's nothing more than us trying to self-preserve. When we say save the planet, we're just trying to save ourselves. I honestly believe the planet will be here long after we're gone. Uh and that's humans. The planet will still be here or science will just take care of itself. And we will be exterminated again by one of these forces of nature, whether it be an asteroid, whether it be, you know, the Earth's core or something happening where the planet just decides, you know what, we're, we're just it's just it's life expectancy has come to an end. Four billion years is a pretty good run. Um, getting back to where I was, though, with regards to space exploration in terms of other life in the universe. And going to Mars to try to find other life forms. And we've we've been down this road with Mars Rover. And we, we never are finding the thing that we're looking for. And the thing that we're looking for is a Martian. And a Martian in a traditional sense. Some other thing that kind of resembles us that travels planet to planet. With regards to that. And, and God knows I've had so many arguments with friends. The alien landing in Roswell, UFOs, and all of that stuff. I I come from a perspective that I don't buy into it. Now, is there other life forms out there? Without, In my mind, without a question, there has to be. And the reason there has to be is, statistically speaking, you look up in the sky, there's a billion stars out there. There just has to be a scenario with one of those stars where there's a planet revolving around those stars that has a distance enough, much like our planet, that life could sustain itself just based on what I'm looking at in our own solar system. You would think statistically with all of the stars in the universe, there has to be that other scenario that kind of matches the Earth scenario with our own sun. Is that life form, you know, in in no other way to say it, human-like? Is it this alien-like life form that we always seem to have this big giant head with these two big black eyes? Um, There's no way of knowing. And I don't think it's there. I don't think we've seen it. When I say there, I mean, you know, I don't think we've seen it. 
I don't think it's come here. I don't think it's tried to inhabit this planet. And here's the other thing. You know, the only perspective that I have, and I think many of us have, with regards to aliens and interaction with Earth, seems to be through our own limited intelligence. Whether it's through our cinema, where we always seem to depict aliens. Again, big giant head, black eyes, small skinny body. I don't know why they can't be muscularly advanced (laughs) or more advanced than us. But we always seem to make them very frail with these big giant heads. And the reason for that is they apparently have a bigger brain than us. We always seem to make them have a bigger brain. And that makes sense. Because considering the fact that we can't fly country to country without crashing a plane, flying from solar system to solar system, you're going to have to be pretty damn advanced. you got to be super advanced. Now, again, we only have the limitations we have. Like, I look at this Orion thing, and there's, you know, these booster rockets strapped to this capsule that launch it into space. The images that we seem to have with Roswell and UFOs, and again, who knows where this came from, and who knows who conceptualized this, and why we keep using the same uh, repetitive look of a, of a spaceship as a, kind of this disc thing with lights underneath. Um, in order to travel that type of distance, think about the advanced nature of the technology that this other life form would have to have. It's so advanced that we're not even close to it. We can't even really conceptualize it because we're having enough trouble using fuel getting around here. This would, you would assume, have to require a fuel source that can travel hundreds of millions of miles in order to go solar system to solar system. So it's probably a fuel source that we don't even know about, can't conceptualize, can't even come to think about. Because who knows, maybe their form of gas, oil, battery, whatever, could be something so small, something so simple, something that have such an abundance of, and perhaps their spaceships run on such a limited amount of it that, you know, a sunflower seed could make you travel for, you know, two light years. <laughs> Again, we, we don't have the conceptualization to understand how they're able to do that and travel solar system to solar system. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Who knows? Maybe there was a landing in Roswell. You know, even with the, the pyramids, you know, there's that theory that they were built by Martians to help them tell time and this and that. Well, if they're using that as a source... If they're using the pyramids as a clock, they can see that clock through an object so far away that they're not even in our line of vision or the line of vision of anything we've sent out into space. That's a pretty far place to hang a clock, don't you think? If you hang a clock in your room, you're going to put it somewhere where you can see it, not in the furthest corner of the room away from you where you can't see it. So that's always been my theory on that thing. And and again, when I think in terms of intelligent life forms out there, I my ability to conceptualize what that life form is is limited by the human capacity. 
and it's limited by my own intelligence and what we've put into books, what we've put into film, what we've put into documentaries, what we've been able to find in our limited experience. And we are very limited in our experience because although we've been here as a species, homo sapiens for, you know, a a long time, We've really only begun space exploration to conceptualize what a Martian would look like, what a spaceship would look like last, I don't know, 100 years, really since space travel started. When I talk about space travel, I'm talking about the Wright brothers, just the ability to fly. So, again, in terms of what's out there, is there a life form out there? Yes. Is there a life form that would be considered, again, quote unquote, intelligent? entirely possible absolutely possible if this life form is that intelligent and advanced enough to be able to travel solar system to solar system i would assume much like the moon if they have been here seen what's here and realized nothing that we can make use of Again, in my own limited capacity to understand, I would think there's no reason for them to come back. And again, I'm using my limited intelligence. It's kind of like we go to the moon, just rocks, dust, nothing else. Why are we coming back? Next trip, Mars. Kind of like us as humans. You go to Antarctica, snow, ice, everything's frozen. No need to come back. I think Earth, in that aspect, if if they have the if aliens have landed here, if there was something here that they could make use of, you would think they would come back and forth pretty regularly. See, and that's my other issue with regards to Martian sightings, UFO sightings. I I would think it would be in greater number if we offered something to these other species and forms of life in the galaxy. I I don't think we have anything to offer. Now, it could be, you say to me, well, hold on a second. What if they came here, you know, a thousand years ago and saw, eh, not a whole lot going on on Earth, come back a thousand years later, wow, buildings, flying machines, all kinds of ability to communicate with each other. This planet's doing all right. They, they've come a long way in a thousand years. Assuming that they've documented what they've seen when they've come here and returned that information back. And again, that's only because that's what we would do. Yeah, it's possible. They may find something on the trip back that would be of more use to them. But see, that's that's the other thing, too, that we do as humans. We kind of impose and transpose our own limited knowledge, our limited function on what we don't know. We make God in the image of man. We make aliens somewhat look similar to us. And then whenever we make movies about them, it seems like they're always trying to destroy us. Now, why? Well, maybe it's because we're always trying to destroy ourselves here. Again, maybe we're transposing who we are on who and what they are. So, you know, I I mean, could it be that an alien would come here just because they ran out of gas on their spaceship? (laughs) 
Why does it have to be always to destroy us? You know, could it be they're just passing through, you know, and just quick look? Nah, yeah, been there 100 years ago. They're not doing any better and leave. Who knows? Um, but we, we always seem to kind of transpose our will and image of, of who and what we are according to our limitations on them. They're always trying to blow us up. Um, the level of intelligence to me to be able to travel intergalactically like that, I would think would be so advanced that we would, again, in the food chain, be so far beneath that life form that they would consider us insignificant and inconsequential. And again, if we're humans on our own food chain and we look down at an ant and say, pretty impressive, carries hundred times its weight, colonizes. It's, it's amazing the way they build these tunnel systems in the ground and they work together and there's different, you know, there's the worker ant, then there's the army ant, there's this ant, there's that, you know, and, and watch it. It's a bug's life and it's amazing the way ants and bugs and, and but it's so far beneath us as a species because, well, they, they can't travel other than by foot. You know, they, they can't drive a car. They certainly can't fly. Um, even birds. We look at birds. Okay, you can fly. Ah, eh, so can we. Now, we can't fly just jump in the air the way a bird can, but we've made flying machines, and we're smarter than you because birds, technically, we can catch you and eat you, which seems to be the, form, the, the way to rate intelligence. Who can eat who? Um, who can catch and, and destroy and eat the other species? If you can travel solar system to solar system intergalactically, I would think your level of intelligence is so far superior to us that, again, we're inconsequential to that life form. We're insignificant to that life form. I almost sometimes think, do we want to mess with that? Much like an ant messing with us at a picnic. Do we really want to crash someone's picnic when we would be nothing more than an ant at their picnic? Do we really want to poke and awaken something out there that maybe we shouldn't be messing with? See, that's my other approach to this thing. It's a, hey, listen, we better really be careful on the step we're taking and going into an area and a realm that we don't know anything about. You know, we're just these single-cell organisms here. We're kind of insignificant in the greater scheme of things. But in my mind, again, that that's part of our arrogance. Our arrogance as humans is we seem to be superior to everything on this planet we can certainly take on anything out there. I mean, hell, we got nu- nuclear weapons. We got rocket ships. We have lasers now that can at least guide things to destroy something if it was attacking us. And again, our own perspective is always attack, destroy, attack, destroy. 
if we were truly intelligent beings and if there's another intelligent life form out there, maybe their level of intelligence is to preserve life like we should. They look at us as this self-destructive kind of little battle happening on this blue marble. Eh, you know what? Eh, stay away from there. I don't know. That's always kind of been my take on this. That's always been my view of it. I just wanted to throw this out there. Just a completely different podcast. I'm always hitting on news and politics and giving legal perspective and, and trying to interject something. I wanted to try something way out of my realm of comfort, way out of my realm of expertise and knowledge. And there's all kinds of people out there that are so much smarter than me in this area. I mean, my God, again, I'm the ant to their human when it comes to you know intelligence in discussing this topic. But then again, I don't know. How much can they know other than our own limitations and what they're seeing through telescopes, what they're seeing through these rocket ships they're sending out there? I mean, is do they have that much more information other than what we've seen and what we've been able to share? Hard to tell. Um, again, if you haven't seen the Orion launch, watch it. It's really amazing. I think our space program is incredible. I think being able to go to the moon was unbelievable. Being able to land that rover on Mars was amazing. $7 billion to put a Tonka truck on Mars. Pretty incredible. Um, great pictures. Fun stuff. I would just rather see us spend a lot of that kind of money and effort into fixing our own planet before we colonize or attempt to colonize another? Are we that bored and distracted with the mess that we've made here that we need to look into somewhere else, make a mess? Do we really want to go out there and, you know, hit a hornet's nest that we don't know what we're hitting? Kind of like Flash Gordon, you know, Mingna Merciless said, you know, the arrogance of you to fly into outer space thinking that, you know, you're somehow some superior being. You're going to mess with us. Are you insane? You know, we, we can pluck you out of the sky like that. It, it kind of makes you think. Um, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, what, what's what we're really looking for, what answers we really want. And I don't know. I'm kind of happy not having those answers. Um, sometimes ignorance is bliss. And not knowing what's going on in another galaxy, that, that's fine by me. I, I can look in the stars and just be happy that I'm seeing what I'm seeing um, and not need every answer. And maybe when this lifetime is over, we'll have those answers. Maybe we won't. I guess that's where now religion and science kind of mix you know, the, the, the answers, will you get them at the point where you where you die? I don't know. I guess it, that all depends on your faith. Um, but again, just wanted to throw something different out there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully you have some feedback on this one. There's no right or wrong on this one. This one is just completely, you know, me riffing on something I know nothing about. Taking a shot with it. Um Next podcast, I'm going to get back into some other stuff dealing with schools. And I saw an unbelievable story in a local paper with regards to parents um, going to schools and trying to 
limit the amount of homework their kids are getting. I can't wait to jump into that. Uh, that will be a, another podcast where I'm speaking again from a, a, a perspective of knowledge as opposed to this one, trying to answer the mysteries of the universe. Vince August, episode 13, I take on the galaxy and give you my approach to space travel, going to Mars, colonizing, and life in the universe. (laughs) Hopefully you guys got a kick out of it. Um, Again, just something different. As always, follow me on Twitter, Vince August. Follow me on Facebook, Vince August. You can listen on Podomatic. If you're listening on Podomatic, please share this link. If you're on iTunes, please, I love the feedback. Go to the iTunes page. Leave me your feedback. Leave me your feedback on the Podomatic stuff. Vince August out. Everybody, have a great day, night, or whenever you're listening. Thank you.